You've probably heard the phrase, what you think you become. If you want to achieve certain goals in life, you must work now on becoming the person that can achieve those goals in the future. In this episode, we chat with Barbara Hatfield, life coach, about how strong visualization techniques, positive thinking, and good habit development can help you transform into the person who can take on anything. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Liz Costa here with Terry Connolly, and we have a repeat guest on for today's episode. Barbara Hatfield's joining us again. She's a lifestyle coach with Barbara Hatfield Life Coaching. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hi there. How are you doing? Great to see you guys again. We're so happy to have you back on. For anyone who's listening, like they know that we're predominantly a financial podcast, but we also cover a lot of lifestyle topics. And it's great because you're a lifestyle coach. So a lot of things we we really want to kind of talk with you today about is like being successful and making those conscious efforts to be a successful person or something that we envision for ourselves in the future. We had talked prior and you mentioned the concept of being that person ahead of time. Could you explain a little bit about what that means to yeah. be that person? Yeah. So we never think we we create a goal and we think we have to have that goal before we can embody who that person is. But in order for you to get that goal, you really have to be that person today. So Steve Jobs had a quote that you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. Mm. So you never know the how until you get there. There are no steps for every single process of creation. You just It's just trial and error. So my comments today are based on what I've learned by Bob Proctor programs. He was in the original Secret movie, my coach certification process at the Life Coach School, and my favorite book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In that book, Andrew Carnegie hired um, Napoleon Hill to study successful people and find the common thread. And it was their mindset in the way they thought. So a lot of what we do in the future is dependent on how we're thinking today. Yes. Yes. And that's the kind of the idea of the secret and the law of attraction that, you know, everything runs on a frequency and we need to embody, you know, be that person later on when you have other questions. I have some good examples, um, but we have to be that person now to create those results. So we're run, our, our life is run on habits. We do so much without awareness. So the secret reintroduced the idea of the law of attraction because really napoleon hill in my eyes was like the first you know law of attraction type of um information so the secret in nine in 2006 i believe reintroduced the idea of the science of attracting more of what you want and less of what you don't want so the law of attraction says that everything runs on a frequency or vibration so we need to think feel and act um, like our future selves before we get those results. So mm -hmm. getting on that frequency. So if everything runs in a frequency, 
like lack and limitation could be a frequency, or would you rather be in the frequency of abundance and possibility? And this also is what I, my life coach school taught me, my certification process was the way to take control of how you think. And therefore, if you can control what you think, you are in charge of creating any result that you want. Mm -hmm. So our thoughts and feelings uh, are in response to something going on in our lives. And those thoughts and feelings drive your actions and then those actions create your results. So like, how do you become that person now ahead of the results? Yeah. So first you have to decide what you want. You need the will to do it. That's the only thing you need. So think of something that you wanted to learn. If you didn't really want to learn, say like golf or play the piano and say your parent wanted you to do that. Like if you, if that's not your desire, they can muster through it and do it for a period of time, but until they really embody, like I wanna learn the piano or I wanna learn this skill, the, the real desire has to come from within. So I know when we have children, we guide them into lots of things, but eventually they have to decide who they want to be. Um, and then you just have this attitude, I'm gonna do it no matter what. So I came up with like six kind of key things in order to become that person ahead of the results. So first was to decide what you want make a committed decision, have that burning desire. And that's what Napoleon Hill talked about in Think and Grow Rich. Uh, number two is have discipline with taking small actions every single day. You cannot create anything unless you have the discipline to actually take the action steps. Uh, number three, think like your future self and get emotionally connected with that future. Again, that's another Think and Grow Rich, Law of Attraction type of concept that you have to you know, emotionally connect to that future of possibility. Uh, so number four, read your goal each day and have visualization. Number five, be willing to be uncomfortable so you stretch yourself. And then number six, have the faith that you will get there. Hmm. I was going through as you were listing them off and I was like, oh, that's tough. And then you'd name the next one. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> and it's only tough because of the way you choose to think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have to think from possibility and faith, like if you decide, like I became a life coach and I decided I am doing this no matter what. I made a big investment in myself and that investment will just make certain. I make decisions every day based on how I'm gonna use my time, how I have other people try to use my time. So you have to have that discipline to get what you want. Yeah. So Barbara, I have an, a follow-up question to that because I I feel like that I actually have the gift of visualization. <laughs> like, and, and the reason why I say that is because literally every house that we've that we've lived in, I'm like, oh, we could do this and we could do that. And and I feel like that it does come easy to me. And even like career-wise, I I feel like that I've attained a certain level because I've I've kind of visualized where I would be when I was, you know, in my fifties. Right. Mm -hmm. So I definitely do believe in this, but what happens to the people that just don't have that? How do you draw that out of somebody? Yeah. I think you just have to be open to possibility mm. um, and not letting your current results predict where you can go. I mean, sometimes we have young students who like, Oh, they're just not a great student. Maybe they're just, you know, struggled, and then they get labeled by others or themselves, it's like, you're just not a good student. I mean, that is just the worst thing to ever Absolutely. do. Like Absolutely. you have to, 
anything can change no matter mm -hmm. even a criminal could be, decide i want to be a different person today right and just deciding and taking those actions to become that person that they want mm -hmm. i think it takes a lot of mental discipline too right mm -hmm. because yes. struggle with those negative and barbara you've talked about this before the negative thoughts mm -hmm. and we all succumb to those but we have to a recognize we're having those thoughts and b we have to actually make an effort to change those thoughts yeah. right yeah i think that's one of those things that people can do is not let some of those negative thoughts hold them back they have to actually start practicing positive thinking and practicing seeing mm -hmm. what it would take to get them in to some role that they wanted to be in Right. right. And the positive thinking, it has to be a believable thought because that's why affirmations don't work unless we believe them. You can't look in the mirror if you don't like what you weigh, like, oh, you look beautiful. Because then your voice is going to, your inner voice is just going to show all the ways, like, nope, that's not true. So mm -hmm. um, that brings me to like what gets in the way of doing this. And so we have deep beliefs and a paradigm, a Bob Proctor of the secret. He's got lots of programs and he talks a lot about paradigms. And those are our mental programs that control our habitual behavior. And almost all of our behavior is habitual, run by our self-conscious. So if 95% of what we do is run by our self-conscious, subconscious mind uh, and its programs, then we need to think differently to get a new result. So those deep beliefs that we all have from observing all of life, even as babies, they observe life and it just, they create like the truths of what life is. And then eventually as we get older, we can accept those or change them up based on what we got. Um, yeah, so we really have to get off autopilot and become aware of our thoughts, like you had said, but they have to be a believable thought. And then we sometimes in coaching, we call them bridge thoughts. Like you start with a belief, um, like Brooke used to always talk about, like, I hate my body and I want to love my body, but you can't go from hate to love in one instance. Like it's going to take a process of believing and seeing the small changes that you're making. Yeah. The discipline and the, the active, it's an act, it's a very active process as opposed to passive, right? Right. Like you yeah. have to be involved with this. You have to make the effort. I wonder too, like, you know, some people tend to, and, and I mean, I've done this before too. Sometimes you kind of sit back and you think the world, like the, the stars just haven't aligned, you know, like these things haven't worked out because the ether hasn't made it or, you know, the external forces in the world just haven't allowed me to get there. What's dangerous about that kind of thinking? That's a passive, I would say passive, right? Right. And that's what Terry was saying, that she felt like she was always good at that visualization process. So you have to be willing to see the possibility of what else can be created and really believe that you can get there. And it does take work and discipline. We can't just sit here and be like, oh, I want to own a company that makes, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like we have to take that action. But that action that we take is with the belief. So think of a goal that you plant in your head. It's like planting a tree or a flower outside with a seed. You plant it, you expect it to grow. Same for our goals. We can expect them to grow, but a lot of times we let self-doubt come into play or if we haven't seen the results fast enough, then we're like, yeah, that doesn't work. Let me just forget about that. So failure tolerance is like super key. Um, be willing to fail forward, find all the ways that don't work and keep going. Cause that's the only way we don't get our goals. 
Hmm. We have to believe like, so belief in faith, faith is believing in something that you cannot see hmm. ahead of time. We don't know. We just believe that it's true. So that can be the same with our goals. Mm -hmm. Failure tolerance. What an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause we, and even think of it in school, we are taught, like, you got to get good grades. Like God forbid you get a D in something. Oh, then you failed. And it's like, all right, well now we could be curious. Sometimes as parents, this could be hard, but be curious. All right. Why did you think you got like a D in math? How could you change to change up what you're doing to get a better grade? And then in business, like we, uh, the left coach school always taught us like B minus work, get started and then you can improve upon it. But if you are so afraid of failure, um, then you don't even take the first steps because you do not want to fail. Think of a student who only wants to get A's and they won't take those challenging classes because they have to get the A. So let me just play small and challenge myself. Yeah. Right. So they don't even bother at all. <laughs> Which is dangerous right. because it's like, I think it was when you mentioned in one of your last points, the willing, be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's kind of tied in with that is our discomfort is a, an, it's, well, you also noted here, it's a currency for growth. Right. So we don't move forward unless we experience things that maybe aren't ideal for us, but they're the things that help us move forward. Right. Right. Think of that freedom on the other side of your goal. You have to work hard and believe you're going to get there and just keep taking steps. And then eventually all things become in alignment. I think you use like synchronicity um, or, um, you know, um, what is it like, um, like things just kind of falling into place. That's what happens when we're in this alignment with our goals. And I, I personally love the law of attraction type of concept. I mean, that to me is just so empowering. So anything, you can achieve anything if you just have your will to do it and keep on going. Nothing is going to stop you. Hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some of the ways that people can use this type of thinking, like some specific examples and why is this so important in life? Yeah, it's important to think like the future version of yourself. So if we're run on programs by our subconscious mind, we cannot create anything different unless we start thinking differently. So you need to think differently to get a different result. So think of weight loss. What does a future version of you think, feel, and act? Like what is their self-talk, their discipline, their habits, their love of their body? Like you cannot be a person who gets a goal of a new weight unless you change what habits what's not working for you now so another example is college how did that future version of you get into college so can you be that organized student now with the study habits and maybe not procrastinate as much and then if you act like that person who successfully got into college then doing what they're what they did that will get you to that goal and also saving for a house. What do you have to do differently to save more money? Uh, relationships, how could you show up differently now to create a better connection? Mm -hmm. So think of it as like changing the channel to get a different result. If you don't like what you're watching on TV, we grab the remote and we switch the channel. Simple, mm -hmm. done. So it's the same thing for our thought process. Just observe and notice what you're thinking. And even with a certain feeling, I always say to clients like, all right, if you're feeling, say, anxious, 
all right now think to yourself all right what am i thinking about that's what's causing this feeling right now hmm. a thought came to me while you were mentioning like what does a a person who who is fit what do they do what is that type of person and it made me think is this why role models are so important i mean when you look at when you see an example of something it helps well for me it would help me visualize better like oh that person does this this and this i like the way they do that i see that they're successful so i can follow suit if i make the same take the same types of actions as they are right lead learn by example yes yeah and have look at study the people who have what you want and instead of you know judging them like oh i could never do that like you could also there is no secret sauce to anybody it's just the willingness to do the hard things that will propel you forward yeah, yeah. so having those role models certainly and analyzing what they're doing and all right how can i do that too so barbara i, I do want to run a scenario by you um yeah. because i'm not a certified life coach <laughs> but having said that i am my daughter's certified life coach so <laughs> Yeah. And I keep telling her that too. And she's like, you're not my life coach. You're not my life coach. I'm like, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my, I guess my question is last night, she had a little bit of an anxiety attack, right? Because of everything that she's going through. And I was like, okay, well, what are you going through? So finally she opened up and it was all about, you know, everybody else is on summer break. She's not on summer break because she took a semester off of about a year and a half ago. And, you know, so she's trying to, to um, catch up on some courses, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she is the, um, she's the chapter, uh, she's the president of American Marketing Association for uh, the Southern New Hampshire University chapter. Mm -hmm. And she's got this, you know, she didn't realize it, I think when she took the job on, but she's got a, a fairly large chapter report that's coming up in the end of the, you know, I think it's like the beginning of the fall or something like that. She's just got a lot on her plate, right? And mm -hmm. she's learning a new job because she's doing an internship. So in that particular scenario, I this is what I said to her. And maybe I wasn't using the right tactic. So I, and this is, I'm really looking for your input on this. Because what I asked her, I said, because she wants everything done perfectly. That's just mm -hmm. her. That's who she is. Um, she's, the she's the type of kid that, um, you know, she wants to be making, you know, a, a million bucks by the time she's 30 years old. And, you know, mm -hmm. and no doubt she'll get there because she is driven that way. But my response to her was, what is the worst thing that can happen if you don't get your, you know, if you, if you don't do well in this course, right? So she went through that exercise and she said, well, the worst thing that can happen is that um, my GPA will go down and I'm not going to be able to get into Duke, but I could probably get into another college, right? So am I coaching her the right way or, you know, like, because literally we went through all of those scenarios last night. I said, what's the worst thing that could happen if you don't get, you know, um, you know, if you, if you don't do well at this internship, you know, like, so we went through almost every anxiety point last night and you know she did feel she calmed down but now that i'm talking to you i'm like did i do the right thing yeah i mean we can create this scenario take something that's not going perfectly and sort of fail ahead of time or think of all the worst case scenario of all the things that could go wrong you know all the ways that she won't achieve her goal and it's like that story that you tell yourself and sometimes you can put yourself in victim mode 
with the thoughts that you're thinking like everyone else has got everything all put together but not me yeah um yeah so we definitely create like our brain i think tries to protect us and like fail and create that worst case scenario ahead of time and and that's just not useful mm -hmm. so yeah and really the story that you're telling yourself and what are the thoughts that you're thinking are you throwing in the towel too soon and you still have time to to get that grade that you want because it's just not helpful to be beating yourself up because then mm -hmm. you just get i don't know in this down sort of energy like i can't do this why bother right right mm -hmm. well i think you and you nailed it too because you said you know there are other people that are going through this and i did mention that to her last night too mm -hmm. i said you know because she's she's going into her senior year in college right and she you know she's going into her she's doing her internships and she's like i don't know if this is even what i want to do hmm. so you know that's a conversation i said do you think you're the first person to have this you know revelation <laughs> you know no you're not and so often i feel like that that's even somewhat of a help is knowing that you're not the only one who's struggling with this particular scenario right know? right and you would think, you know, you, you map it all out and it has to go exactly according to this certain steps. But here is someone that's not even graduated from college yet. And, you know, she's got so many years ahead of her to just create. And if something doesn't work, all right, let me, let me try this later. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what is failure? It's just finding what didn't work for you. And now how can I find a way that does work that's going to create a result that I want? Right. Okay, so that's gonna that's an excellent segue to my next question, which is, what do you tell someone who th who thinks they'll never get there? Yeah, I mean, really, it's all about managing your thoughts, the self talk, like expect that those programs that are so embedded in us that are running our lives that that's going to try to talk you out of it. Like whenever you go out of your comfort zone, that that inner voice is like, oh, you can't do this. Why bother? That's too much money. Like you know everyone else can achieve that but not you so it's really the thought management and keeping things in perspective and mm -hmm. that last point too could help your daughter let's put this into perspective life is right. not over because you didn't you know whatever about the class or whatever her discomfort was mm -hmm. um yeah so redirect your thoughts to new ways from compassion it's like think of a child you can't scream and yell at a child and expect them to resonate with you like you just have to come from compassion and, you know, seek to understand like, all right, why am I thinking like this? All right, now, how do I want to think? Like brain, no, that's my old thoughts. I am choosing to be a person who does whatever. And it does take some time and repetition to reprogram that mind. So then you just keep gently saying, nope, I'm not listening to that anymore. That's my old me. Yeah, and notice what's going right. We also focus all the things that are going wrong. Like life is always 50 50 no matter even if you got into duke or whatever school she might want to go to life's not going to be perfect there but yet we can create a picture of oh if i get into duke everything is going to fall into place for the rest of my life no different things will pop up right right absolutely mm -hmm. yeah the grass isn't always greener like things aren't always perfect when we think that they might be mm -hmm. there's always something that's going to shift it so we have to be prepared to accept those unexpecteds exactly nothing's gone wrong all right now this is normal like if we expect things to not always be perfect all right i've got the tools to handle this so that's the self-talk 
And that's, it reminds me of a Monday mindset I posted back in early June about creating a positive mindset. Like what are your early morning thought habits? Like we wake up and do you have anxiety and thinking of all the ways that you're not doing things right? Or do you start out positive and then you get more negative by the end of the day? Like that just means that you're looking to have, I mean, to the having the result first. So then you can believe, but we need to believe ahead of any result. And imagine like there's always this example of like, you know, someone woke up late and then like they, I don't know, stubbed their toe on their bed and then the coffee machine broke and like, then that just starts like, you know, unless you change that channel, I, the traffic's probably going to be terrible on my way to work now, just my luck, or, you know, I won't get my lunch break today or just creating this terrible situation and, you know, Mm -hmm. painting this miserable picture. I've been there, done that a few times. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. And then we just want to, when our old habits take over, you know, they always say to like reducing that, reducing that reaction time, like here, instead of going on and on for hours and hours, compounding our problem to, um, you know, just be like, nope, let me just switch the channel and get on to a better thought. Mm. Yeah, because we can compound our problems. It's just a five minute conversation that we had with somebody or a situation. And now we think about it for hours or days or weeks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a thing that we need to learn as people to change. And I don't know if that's something that starts when we're young. I don't know if it's if it's an environment thing or if it's just a human being thing. I, I have this visual in my head of like a garden, right? And a garden is growing. You, If you don't tend to it, it grows a bunch of weeds. Do you mm-hmm. think that negative self-thinking is kind of like weeds in your mental garden? And the, the more you allow them to grow, they'll, can, they'll just take over. Yes, absolutely. I think that the more you engage with negative self-thinking, mm-hmm. the more likely or, or the harder it's going to be to get out of it. Right. They always say where our focus, no, where our energy goes, our focus goes. So what we think about is all that we see. I always love the quote that I learned in life coach school, like here, look at this picture for 30 seconds and study the green things. And then I then ask you after I take the picture, I name something red. You're like, wait, I, you didn't tell me to look for the red things. So that to me is just like a cool way of like, what we think about is what we see. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess at this point, we're going to take a quick break and um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a job in the financial services industry? Or maybe you're open to exploring new, exciting career opportunities. Join our exceptional team at Triangle Credit Union. We are currently hiring for many positions from frontline to back office staff, and we offer competitive compensation packages that include medical and dental benefits, 401k, a pension plan, and more. Join an award-winning credit union with a focus on serving the community. Visit trianglecu.org to check current openings and to apply. And we're back. We're talking about habits. We're talking about negative self-thought. We're talking about positive self-thought. Why are new habits so difficult to cultivate? It really is that our mental program and our deep beliefs control what we do. So if 95% of what we do is run by our subconscious, we're not even in control of what we're doing because everything kind of runs on autopilot. 
So you need to become aware of your thoughts. And if you don't like the results that you're seeing in your life, all right, how can I view these things differently? How can I choose to think differently? Um, we also worry about the how, um, the how, you know, how we're going to do things to remain motivated. And that kind of gives us, you know, we're, we're seeking the evidence of whether it's working or not. Um, so it takes effort to create a new normal, but it all starts with our self-talk and just changing these mental programs that we all have gradually and with compassion and just decide what you want and just keep redirecting that brain and taking action being mm -hmm. disciplined new habits are hard to come by because sometimes our brain too likes to protect us like i said earlier paint a worst case scenario that we focus on and then we're focusing on what we don't want instead of what we want so it all comes to all comes down to that 95% of our brain runs on the subconscious level. So we have to think on purpose to create new results. And habits occur on the subconscious level, right? Like they start deep down right. there. Right? Yes. Yes. And they always say like babies, they don't talk for years and they're just observing. So things are being put into their subconscious mind. I always love how Bob Proctor says the subconscious mind cannot uh, reject anything. It just gets taken in. Our conscious part of our mind, which is only 5%, we can accept or reject. So that's part of that other process that you can work on is the repetition of what it is that you want and reprogram that, that thought by saying those goals every day as to what you want. Hmm. Yeah. And I also, I think I said in that Monday Mindset post about going to bed and visualizing what you want and painting that picture. We always paint the gloom and doom picture. We need to paint the picture of how we want to see things. And, and same for sports, like that mental rehearsal is so crucial. Like people, they've done studies, like people do sports, like physically on the court or the course, wherever. And then the other group practiced but also had the mental visualization practice. And who did better? It's the people who did both the practice, but also the mental visualization. Hmm. Yeah, that mental memory, just I think that's what happens. It gets into your subconscious, like visually, you know, studying and picturing how you hit that ball perfectly. Or if you have to give a speech, visualize it going perfectly. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here and say that this whole thing really does work, and I'll tell you why. When I was in junior high, I played basketball, and I could not, I was not a good at doing a layup, and so I did the whole visualization and um, like I went through the the physical without a ball. Like I would, I I didn't touch a ball for one whole day and just dribbled down and like just so fluidly put my hand up in the air and made those bank shots to make the, um, the layup. Mm -hmm. And do you know that, that after that, there wasn't usually a layup that I couldn't hit. It was amazing, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like that muscle memory. Yeah. And keep visualizing it and, and visualizing it done right. Instead of going to the, the court 
and hitting, you know, shooting a ball and missing every time. And then yep. your doubt comes in. So just visualizing, practicing ahead of time. Yeah. I did yeah. the same thing with skiing because I always wanted to be that tight skier where your feet are together all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I, I would find a snowbank mm -hmm. and I had my little LL Bean boots and I'd go up to the top of the snowbank and I would visualize that and I would actually practice without skis. And that would made a huge impact even on something like that. So it is, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely works. Yeah. yeah. So the first place we lose the battle is in our mind. So if mm -hmm. we're only thinking of everything going wrong, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. And the visualization of any goal that you want, like believe that you can get it. You've planted that seed, just like you did a flower out back, you know, mm -hmm. the flower is going to grow. But somehow with our goals, you, if you know, and the flower does not grow overnight, so neither do our goals. So you have to just remain in belief right. and trust. Like I'm not giving up. I am willing to feel everything to get to my goal because my goal is so important to me. Right. So uh, Barbara, in terms of, of the bad habits, how do we deprogram ourselves out of the bad habits um, and instead work on creating these new habits? Yeah, so it all starts with thought awareness, decide on purpose and remain disciplined. Um, you know, think and feel like the future version of you. Mm -hmm. um, they part of the life coach school, they had us like write a letter to our future self thinking like, thank you for studying so much that you finished that program. Or like a child could write in, you know, a letter to their future self, like if their goal was to go to college. Like, thank you so much for, and talk in the present tense. Thank you so much for all of the ways that you um, showed up and worked hard every single day. Like, you know, you've now we've got this goal that we're in college and this is all ahead of time. So you're just painting a picture of all the things that you're, that you were doing. Um, and they do talk about repeating your goal each day and even writing it down. Uh, and the law of attraction will teach us too about having the feeling of that goal. So there's another book I love, The Law of Attraction by Michael Lozier. And this is a super simple format, like uh, literally over a weekend, you could master this thought process um, and trying to apply it to your life. That is a great book that's pretty short. Think and Grow Rich, I love, but it's a very longer book. And it's really a, a more of a slow process to put all those pieces together. But this is kind of like the quick study. How can I get started today? What was the name of that book again, Barbara? Um, the Law of Attraction. Oh, Law of Attraction by Michael J. Losier, L-O-S-I-E-R. Okay. And that's it. Just the subtitle of this book is like the science of attracting more of what you want and less of what you don't. So to me, what is the downside to believing in this stuff? Like if, if you believe you can attain your goals, you will. If you don't believe you will, then, then you won't attain them. It's like, I love taking like nutritional supplements. And I talked to a friend a while ago. She's, she also did the same thing, but as she's taking these pills, she's like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. This doesn't even work. Like, of course it's not going to work if that's what you're telling yourself. Like, the universe is going to be like, yep, keep taking them, spending your money, and it's not going to work because that's what you told me to believe. And like the placebo effect, you know, the study of the pills, that's a sugar yep. pill, like that worked because people believed that they were taking something that was going to work. Like this medicine I'm taking is going to correct whatever ailment I have. 
and it did, even though it was a placebo. Yeah, I, totally, because our thoughts are very powerful. Mm. Yeah, that's incredible. So Bob Proctor talked about our higher mental faculties, and this is so important. So we've been talking about using imagination to visualize what we can create. So, um, and these you can Google too, like higher mental faculties, there's six of them. So imagination, intuition, will, perception, reason, and memory. So we have our five senses, and that's what most of us use, but we've got this huge other piece of life. You know, think of imagination. Like sometimes we shut down kids. Oh, all right, God, they're just in la la land. Like let them be, I don't know, keep taking action and doing the things you need to do today, but there is no downside to mm -hmm. having that imagination. Yeah. And will was one of these faculties. That's what, re what is required to get the goals that we want. You need the will to do it. Yep. That was actually going to be my next question is how does willpower factor into all of this? Yeah. Willpower is different than having the will. Willpower does not, that is not useful. Like I teach people how to lose weight. And the first thing I say is I'm going to teach you how not to use willpower to use weight, to lose weight. Like willpower is only temporary. So think of cookies. If you're trying to lose weight and I'm not going to eat cookies, I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to surround myself with cookies, but someday those cookies will appear in front of you. And then if you've used willpower, all of a sudden you're going to eat like a lot of them because you're like, oh my gosh, I've been dying to eat these. And now these look so good, or they can just be store-bought packaged, boring cookies, but yet you eat so many of them. So an urge gets weaker when it goes unanswered. And the power is um, like what I teach my clients, the power is to truly not desire something. And you learn to undesire something by allowing the urges. So then you're not using willpower. That's why diets don't work because most of them are based on willpower. I do this program, you know, have this strict, you know, um, you know, food protocol that doesn't even make sense. So the really the key is there is some free advice. Just practice looking at the cookies and delaying. If you're going to eat them, delay it. You must eat them like 24 hours later or even six hours later, I suppose. So that's my magic for anything. Just give a, give a little bit of time in between the desire and the actual action. Uh, yes, that's crucial. Like that. I mean, yeah. think of, you know, going out with friends and I'm only going to have two drinks. If you don't decide in advance what you want to eat or drink, then all of a sudden you get there and then you know, you're around friends. Oh, sure. I'll have a dessert too. Like you, did you even want the dessert? No, you're just following the pack. Mm -hmm. And then alcohol is its own separate thing since, you know, it has that intoxicating effect. Once you've had one or two, then you're just like, oh, sure. It's Friday. I'll just have one more. So, you know, thinking on purpose, our thoughts really are, can we can create anything if we can manage our thoughts. Mm. So what is the difference? You mentioned willpower is not will. What's the difference between the two? Well, will is one of those higher mental faculties, like having the will to do something. Like I will become a successful life coach or I will get into okay. college. But willpower, that's just something that, let's see, it, it has a lot of resistance to it. Like willpower, nope, not going to do that, not going to do that. I'm not going to eat that. And 
most times, like unless you truly learned how to undesire that, then willpower, eventually you're just going to give up and start eating the food or doing whatever you didn't want to do. Think of willpower is like resistance. Like you're, you're resisting something mm -hmm. and you're using willpower to not do something. Got it. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it has a, like willpower has a negative connotation, whereas oh, totally. will has a positive connotation. You yeah. Know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that a lot. Okay. Here's another question. How does life coaching help someone become the person they dream to be? Yeah. I help clients gain control of their thoughts. So when you're in control of how you think you are in charge of creating any result that you want, you have all the power. So imagine if you are willing to feel all the feelings without fear and gain control of your thoughts, what you could accomplish. So I like to say coaches are want creators. So I help clients, you know, expand what's possible, uh, paint a vision of what they desire. Uh, and when you know what you want, you start noticing the opportunities that pop up. When you're not aware of what you want, you don't even observe things that are kind of in alignment of what you're wanting. But once you decide what you want, you you start noticing things. Uh, so thought awareness, I mean, how many times have I said that today? Like that is the absolute key um, and how your thoughts are creating your results. Uh, let's see, like coaching, I help people manage their self-talk so that it serves them and create a future from imagination and possibility. I help people uncover their deep beliefs and help them find their blind spots, uh, thought patterns that, that we all have. So if it's all thought patterns about stress, anxiety, and doubt, we need to switch that channel. I also help people make better decisions, give the support while they stretch to their bigger goal. We meet once a week and I always make myself available in between for those things that they just need immediate help with. So really life coaching, I feel is becoming such a normal thing. So it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. We are not licensed therapists. We just help people up, uh, up level their life. Mm. So, and also anxiety and stress are, are at such high levels today. And I do have a strong pull to work with high school, college students, or even new workers. I love helping them feel empowered. I have two kids in their mid twenties and I love, my coaching tools that I can now know how to quote, say the hard things. Like if I need to direct them, I'm like, all right, do you like that result? How could you think differently? Instead of before I didn't know how to respond and then you just commiserate and jump on the pool with them. But coaching just gives such um, concrete ways to think about something differently. And a life coach too can be a different voice other than the parent without that parent child dy dynamic. So being able to say those hard things. Uh, so I also wanted to say things definitely fall apart very quickly without a solid mental health. And a life coach can just help work out some of those in, you know, anxious thoughts or stressful thoughts. And especially once they go to college when the parents aren't around. So I have a goal that I would love to be a resource in schools or colleges. I know that there's a huge need for these services. And I know we spend so much money on sports and tutoring, but the next thing that's really gonna become common is to have a coach and here, go meet Barbara, 
talk over Zoom. And the love, what I love too is that we don't even have to be in the same room. They can be sitting in their bedroom and we're just on Zoom talking. You really get that feeling to know them too by seeing them versus just talking over a phone. So the connection is you know, really nice. And I do have, I've seen just huge, massive changes in people's lives. Absolutely. That's awesome, Barb. Okay. So I actually, um, I know we talked a little bit earlier about the possibility of some um, rapid fire. So I do have some questions for you. You ready to go? Sure. Okay. So in this segment, um, I'm just going to read off a few. I don't have like the typical 10. I think I have like six or seven. Mm -hmm. But um, in this segment, and Barbara is familiar with this because she's been on before, I'm going to read off um, a couple of options. And really without thinking, Barbara has to respond. So um, with what her favorite would be. All right. Here we go, Barbara. Mm -hmm. First one, Boston Celtics or Golden State Warriors? Ah, I'd have to say Celtics. Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know who the Warriors are. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, tennis or golf? Tennis. That's my newest thing. All right. Convincing my husband of. <laughs> pizza or tacos? Uh, I would love pizza if it's like dairy-free cheese. <laughs> <laughs> a little caveat there. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Mm. Red wine or white wine? Oh, red. And a vacation or a staycation? I actually like staycations. Okay. And yeah. that's, a, I'm going to, I'm going to supplement my question here. A little follow-up. What are your plans for the summer? What are you, you going to be doing you and your family? Uh, well, we live in a golf community, so I feel like we live vacation life every day because it's a <laughs> nice golf community. We have tennis courts. Um, I love tennis, so I'm putting a lot of effort into that. I work every day in my coaching business and with my clients. Um, so for me around here in the Boston area, it's good to be around in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we tend to go away other times when the weather's not so great. Oh, that's awesome. Like you go like south to warmer weather? Yes. We spend some time down there in the wintertime. Mm. Yeah. We're just little mini trips. Nice. Yeah. But I do love the summer just staying here. I don't know. It just, you just can focus on, you know, your work and you, your days on too structured. Just right. have some exercise and fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Our, the thing with me is that our summers are just a little bit too short here. So. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You do have to capitalize on that warm weather when it's available. Yeah. Get Although I do love the fall D. too. Mm, so yes. if you look at summer as being so short and like as soon as September comes, like your energy drops, yeah. like look at the fall as like, wow, it's such crisp, cool air. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You don't usually go to the beach or you could go to the beach and have sweats on and a sweatshirt. And it's right. just to me so nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. awesome. Lizzie, I'll pass it over to you. Well, that's all we have today for you, Barbara. Thank you so much for taking time to spend with us today. We really, really appreciate it. And you're always a great guest. We love having you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to see you. Yes, see you again soon. Thanks, Barbara. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. 
Thank you for listening and have a great day.